WTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Maine's top election official could be impeached for pulling Donald Trump off the state ballot. GOP State Representative John Andrews calls the decision by Democratic Secretary of State Shannon Bellows, in his words, hyper-partisanship on full display, and he vows to pursue an impeachment despite a Democrat-controlled legislature. Bellows, for her part, noted she suspended her decision pending an anticipated appeal. Earlier this month, the Colorado Supreme Court removed Mr. Trump from its ballot based on an interpretation of the 14th Amendment. That decision is also on hold due to appeal, each of which is likely to reach the U.S. Supreme Court. George Williams reporting. Here comes 2024. We in America will be marking it later tonight, but it's already the new year in Auckland, New Zealand, and Sydney, Australia, amongst other places. This is SRN News. Mark Levin sees yet another power grab. This is an attack on the First Amendment. This is an attack on our electoral system. What you're seeing here, Jack Smith, at the behest of Merrick Garland, are seizing the electoral power from the American people in Congress for themselves. They are seizing the power to decide what will and will not fly in elections. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this Sunday afternoon here on AM 1280, The Patriot. That means you're moments away from the Northern Alliance Radio Network Closer Edition with Brad Carlson. But first, a quick look at your weather forecast for today from the Genovations Regen Weather Center. High of 31 degrees today. Tonight's low dips down to 19 in clear skies. For your New Year's Day tomorrow, sunshine high of 33. Monday night's low, 26. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. Stay tuned, Brad Carlson, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, coming up. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And I did confirm this with our uh, crack producer, Spencer, behind the glass there. This is the final live broadcast on the AM 1280, the Patriot Airwaves, in the year 2023. So that means yours truly enacted bookend broadcasts this year. What do I mean by that? Well, I conducted the first live broadcast on the AM 1280 Airwaves in 2023 because Sunday, uh, January 1st, 2023, was a Sunday. 
So I conducted the first live broadcast of 2023 on AM 1280, and I am conducting the final live broadcast on AM 1280 for the year 2023, that is. I also did the same thing in 2017, so uh, I, I'm claiming that as a thing here. You know, I, I'm I'm going with it. I, I, I'm I'm calling that a positive accomplishment. By golly, I uh, I I demand a plaque of some sort. Uh, if Consigliere is listening, uh, yeah, you you can give me my honorary plaque. You know, the brown wooden background and the metal plate. You know, good old fashioned plaque. I'll I'll, I'll go with it. So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, we and we are going to be raring to go. Next week, hitting the ground running for 2024 because it's another presidential election year. And also, the first weekend in March will commemorate 20 years of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, I know we just had the 20th anniversary celebration a few years ago of AM 1280, the Patriot as a radio station. But the Northern Alliance Radio Network did not become part of the Patriot Airwaves until the first Saturday in March of 2004. So 20 years, and uh, I, I don't know if there's any uh, events planned, but as they say, stay tuned to your uh, local listings here, AM1280thePatriot as well as AM1280thePatriot.com for any festivities that may or may not take place regarding the 20th anniversary of the Northern Alliance. And you know, kudos to my uh, friend and colleagues, Mitch Berg and King Banyan. They've been here since day one. Now, King had a slight hiatus, of course, when he was running for Minnesota House in 2010, 2012, he couldn't be on the airwaves. Okay, so I know he had taken a uh, maybe a, a sabbatical, but for the most part, King has been here from day one. And Mitch Berg, I mean, the guy rarely misses a show. He's rarely missed a show in 20 years. I mean, I think he misses an average of uh, two or three shows, you know, where he's on assignment uh, during the year. So uh, talk about a good run. That is a good run. So anyhow, like I said, stay tuned to our uh, local affiliates here on Salem uh, Network, Twin Cities. For uh, for anything that may or may not uh, take place, so we hope to make it happen. I think Mitch has been talking about ha- finally having our tenth anniversary party uh, on the twentieth anniversary. So better late than never, I guess. Anyhow, uh, so there are some things to talk about here uh, today. And by the way, I hope you had a merry Christmas. Uh, I was uh, I had original programming last Sunday, but I think I mentioned during last Sunday's broadcast, I actually pre-recorded it on uh, Friday. So we're still able to have some original programming on Christmas Eve, but hopefully you had a blessed Christmas for your family and remembering that uh, Jesus was the reason for the season. I find that whenever there is a holiday that's being celebrated here in America, whether it's Christmas or Easter or the 4th of July or Memorial Day or what have you, you always have far-left progressives using it as an excuse to trash America, you know, particularly the 4th of July. Well, let's remember the 4th of July, 1776, when the Declaration of Independence was signed off on. Not everybody was free. But you're therefore validating uh, the very uh, event of declaring our independence because then we were free to make laws uh, abolishing slavery, and then, of course, the Civil Rights Act, which means everybody is equal. No more of this separate but equal stuff. No more uh, dining in separate uh, uh, restaurants, using separate re- what have you, okay? So I say that, that that was a good thing. And, of course, Memorial Day, people look at it as to denigrate how, uh, uh, you know, America is basically nothing but a police state and all these unending wars and everything else. And uh, Basically, far-left progressives, they're, they're, they're miserable people. 
Okay, because they look at government, big government, as their deity. And when you look to flawed human beings to kind of be the uh, elixir for a better life for you, you're going to be let down because they're flawed human beings, right? So government can't be a deity. You're going to find yourself disappointed. I mean, look at how miserable some DFLers are. I mean, they've got everything they ever wanted after this last legislative session with all three legs of the stool being under DFL control, and yet they're, they're still not happy. Okay, and there's a reason for that. Again, that's part of a much deeper conversation. But what I found this past Christmas is people wanted to co-opt the background of leftists, in particular, wanted to co-opt the background of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And I'll, I'll just read you a couple of the tweets that uh, were put forth. Uh, someone who, by the name of Kareem Wafa al-Husseini, he is described indigenous historian and poet uh, and a Ph.D. in African-American history. Put out a tweet uh, the week before Christmas saying, Remember when you celebrate Christmas this year that Jesus was Palestinian. And you also have, let's see, I posted it at uh, bradcarlson.org, the CNN Vatican correspondent Christopher Lamb put forth a tweet uh, promoting a video. I guess, I don't know if he was appearing in it. Uh, if Jesus were born today, he would be born in Gaza under rubble. And again, this is the the Vatican correspondent at CNN. He later deleted that tweet. Uh, now, I captured a screenshot of it and posted it on the NARN Twitter account and replied to and, and tagged Christopher Lamb in the tweet and say, yo, Chris, why'd you delete this, man? What's up? Well, I think we know why why he deleted it. The fact is that these people look to try to co-opt Jesus for their own political gain. You know, they know that uh, this country and the Founding Fathers, as, as flawed as the Founding Fathers were, tried to be guided by, you know, an almighty to put forth the, the best possible, most sovereign country that they could. And, and, and there's no doubt they were, they were flawed human beings. Again, uh, the people who are, have the most faith in, 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 in big government are always quick to criticize those in government with which they disagree, which is fine, but therein lies the issue. Flawed human beings, right? Well, Eric Erickson, conservative commentator who I cite a lot on this broadcast, uh, kind of had his fill of this demagoguery of Jesus. He wrote about, he wrote this the day after Christmas. Uh, on CNN, on Christmas, no less, a Catholic priest and commentator, Edward Beck, said, The story of Christmas is about a Palestinian Jew born into an occupied country having to flee as refugees into Egypt. Christopher Lamb, CNN's Vatican correspondent, preceded Father Beck on Christmas Eve, tweeting that if Jesus were born today, he would be born in Gaza under rubble. And as I alluded to, Mr. Lamb then uh, subsequently deleted that tweet. I'd appreciate it if someone at CNN would pass this along to the new boss, Mark Thompson. The Vatican correspondent does not seem to realize that Bethlehem is in the West Bank, not Gaza. The priest who, had, who the network had on for Christmas does not seem to realize that Jesus Christ was born in Judea more than 100 years before the Romans created Syria, Palestinia, or Palestina, excuse me. 
And then Steve Dace, another conservative commentator, you know, he saw that tweet by uh, Kareem Wafa Al-Husani, that uh, uh, Ph.D. in African-American studies, and basically, uh, you know, because, again, Mr. Al-Husani said, remember when you celebrate Christmas this year that Jesus was Palestinian. Steve Dace replied to it, uh, first, remember Islam didn't yet exist for another 600 years. Second, the Roman Empire declared the province to be named Judea right around the birth of Christ. Third, Jesus was Jewish. Fourth, there's no such thing as a Palestinian. Other than that, good job. So it's one thing to want a demagogue to try to demagogue uh, a holiday, an American holiday, for political purposes, because, you know, these people just can't seem to take a day off. You know, enjoy the time with your family, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. The fact of the matter is the vast majority of America does. So... Why don't you take the time to do something constructive and just be with your family? And again, if if you don't believe in Jesus as your Savior, whatever. It still could be a, a quiet time, a downtime, except you have to work yourself up into this rage and feel that you need to work other people up in a rage. And continuing with uh, Eric Erickson's piece, and I thought this was uh, especially uh, relevant here, uh, there's another point that needs to be made. A whole lot of people who want to call Jesus a Palestinian and make the case that he was a political refugee in Egypt will use Jesus Christ as their political prop, but they will never worship him as God Almighty. In fact, the very historical texts that tell us about Jesus, his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection are very clear that Jesus Christ is the Lord who spoke the universe into being. If you're going to use him as a prop to push your political agenda, at least have some decency to be truthful about where he was born, how and those around him viewed him, and how over 2 billion people do not see him as a political prop, but as the Messiah. And that's exactly right, because, again, they try to co-opt Jesus' story fit their own political agenda, maybe, you know, again, I don't want to try to get into the heads of some of these people, but my my sense is they want to kind of twist Jesus' worldview and his, and his theology and his mission when he came here to earth as being, as justifying whatever they're doing. You know, and you, and you see all these uh, quote-unquote think pieces, I use think very loosely here, these think pieces you know, or Jesus would have been pro-LGBTQ, or Jesus would have been pro-abortion, or anything like that. And, and the fact of the matter is, Jesus is a loving and merciful God who came to this earth so that we might be saved and give us the opportunity. But salvation can't happen. He can't absolve us of sin if we continue to wallow in it and deny that it's sin, Right? So this idea that he would completely banish someone from the LGBTQ community or a woman who's had an abortion is is emphatically false. He wouldn't. But those people still have to repent of their sin, right? So I also take issue with those who use Jesus as a political cudgel, you know, particularly what what they're calling Christian nationalism, you know, these these uh, uh hard-edged Trump supporters who also claim to be Christians and seem to be more worshiping at the Church of Trump than they are uh, the Church of Jesus. Yeah, I, I take issue with those people, too, because they want to 
seem like they put on some sort of holier-than-thou facade when you're literally worshiping at the temple of a man, i.e. Donald J. Trump, who, uh, as far as I can tell, doesn't look to absolve himself of any of any sins that he's committed, right? So, again, uh, when I talk about selling out to fallible human beings, I don't care what political stripes you are. Don't do that. It's pretty simple. And again, wrapping up with uh, Eric Erickson's piece, uh, and Father Beck, Christopher Lamb, and CNN, this is how uh, Jesus was viewed. He was born in Bethlehem in the land of Judah. It's cited in uh, verse of Scripture, Micah 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 2, and would come as a ruler who would shepherd my people Israel, Micah 5, 4. Those aren't my words. Those are God's own words. So get it right next time. He was, after all, executed in Jerusalem with a sign over his cross that read, The King of the Jews, not the Palestinians. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. These eyes cry every night for you. These arms. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. At Wheelchairs for Warriors, serving America's heroes is our mission. With your support, we serve veterans and first responders injured in the line of duty across the United States of America, providing them custom-fit, complex rehab mobility solutions to ensure they rejoin their lives at the highest level of independent mobility and function possible. Join the mission at wheelchairsforwarriors.org. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. 
Dinesh D'Souza's new blockbuster movie. Police State exposes the government's plot to control MAGA conservatives. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. MAGA Republicans threaten the very foundation of our republic. Mass surveillance, censorship, and armed attacks. There's nowhere to hide. FBI, we have an arrest warrant. Fifteen marked units on my property. Military-styled soldiers pointing an automatic rifle at my head. Are we becoming a police state? It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. Directed by Dinesh D'Souza, Debbie D'Souza, and Bruce Shuley. Police state sounds the alarm. What we need is a person, and then we go find out what crime you did. How did we give the state this kind of power? Police state. They have their lists. Are you next? If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Police state. Buy it or stream it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. A live New Year's Eve edition of the program we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments and questions. And I forgot to mention, first segment, yeah, we have uh, the live stream of our broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So check us out on Facebook. Give our page a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And thanks, as always, for tuning in. And our good friend Wild Wilson is uh, checking in, as always, from the great state of Texas. Wild, thanks, as always, for uh, checking in. Happy New Year to you, sir. Uh, a mere, uh, let's see, what time is it? Almost one thirty. So, eh, we've got about uh, 10 and a half hours remaining in the year 2023. And I know Wild down in Texas also in the central time zone. So, uh, hopefully you finish off the year 2023 strong because we are going to be hitting the year 2024 uh, we're going to be hitting the ground running, that is for sure. As I mentioned at the outset, uh, the first Saturday in March will be the 20th anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Unbelievable. I was a fan before I was a listener. I've, I've or I, excuse me, I was a fan before I was a show host. I've had my own show here for 12 and a half years, but I first caught on to them the summer of 2004, you know, presidential election when George W. Bush was running for re-election. It's like, this is great. I've been starving for good local talk radio uh, ever since Jason Lewis left. Jason Lewis left in 2003 to go to Charlotte, North Carolina, and it was good, solid, local, conservative talk. And the fact that we had something right here in the Twin Cities, I was ecstatic and got to know the guys as part of the NARN, and lo and behold, I weaseled my way in and got myself a show. I don't know how it happened, uh, but it doesn't really matter. Grateful for the opportunity whenever I have to get behind this microphone. Uh, I, I'm not really going to look back at 2023 you know, it it was it was a tough year here in the state of Minnesota. Uh, it had a lot of us wondering, are we turning into a cold California, given what the far left uh, DFL did in the legislature? Again, they 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 flipped one seat in the Senate, Minnesota Senate. Uh, the Minnesota House stayed status quo, and you know Governor Walls was reelected. It wasn't exactly a route, despite the fact that. DFL gets has orders of magnitude more fundraising and raises a lot more money with you know along with the DFL as well as with these uh, um, left wing political action committees you know independent expenditures they they bring in a lot of money a crap ton of money and the the Republicans you know basically shoestring budget 
Republican Party of Minnesota never has a lot of money, and independent expenditures do what they can. But you know, when there's other critical races around the country that you know people feel are more winnable, they they focus on those. And it's not like the DFL had this huge mandate, but yet they govern like they did. And so you know, we here in Minnesota look at 2023. If you're a conservative, is particularly harrowing. But now it's time to look to 2024. And I I was thinking about this this morning driving down to the, uh, the radio station. It's like uh, from tw- in 2016, you know, presidential election year was the big Trump versus Hillary uh, race. And I was so just befuddled and disgusted and distraught that Donald J. Trump was going to be the Republican candidate for president. You know, because I, I had done a lot with the Republican Party probably since around, I don't know, 2005, 2006 time frame. I was pretty active in the local, you know, my uh, local Republican Party where I lived, whether it was Coon Rapids and then when my wife and I moved up to Ramsey. And when it appeared Donald J. Trump was going to be the candidate, I was thinking what a golden opportunity for Republicans that's going to be squandered because Hillary Clinton, very unpopular politician, was unpopular in 2008, so much so she didn't even get the nomination in 2008 for her party for president. And then she was going to run in 2016, still deeply unpopular. There was a golden opportunity there. And uh, Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz and uh, Carly Fiorina, Scott Walker were polling better head to head against against Hillary Clinton. And, and to be to be perfectly honest, I was partial to Scott Walker and Marco Rubio. You know, I like the job Scott Walker did at at the state level in Wisconsin, the the reforms that were put in place and how they repaired a significant budget deficit through Governor Walker's budget repair bill. And, and it faced a lot of vitriol and opposition. And there were a lot of insurrectiony things that were taking place before uh, the left became concerned about insurrections. You know, back in 2011, it may have been an insurrection, but it was our insurrection. And the leftists might as well, might as well have been saying but that's neither here nor there. I, I was enthusiastic about a Scott Walker candidacy. I felt he had a lot to offer. I mean, he proved it with competent governance. And and Mark Rubio, I thought, bright young star, just uh, just had a uh, very, uh, not to sound like Joe Biden talking about Barack Obama, but uh, very articulate. Uh, he, he brought some great ideas. He shared a very optimistic vision for America when, you, we were coming off eight years of a president and Barack Obama, whose goal it was to fundamentally transform uh, the United States of America, and for better or for worse, he did that. And I say it was for worse. And yet, we're going to put forth someone like Donald Trump, who someone once described as the things he said made you think that you were listening to a YouTube comment section in real time. You know, and it's like, how can we? put forth this person in and, and and Trump cultism I, I recognized very early on because he touted uh government health care not not necessarily Obamacare but government run health care and all of a sudden a poll was taken in early twenty sixteen and it was close to like forty percent of Republicans surveyed approved of some sort of government intervention in our health care system. And it was at that point where it was like, my God, nothing matters. 
I mean, this guy says some crazy, loony, maniacal stuff that back in the 80s and 90s would have gotten a person ostracized from ever even seeking public office again as, you know, as dog catcher, much less president of the United States. And yet this guy, nothing seems to crater his polling. And now all of a sudden you have people, you know, the the thing that Republicans were fighting against for so long, you know, expanded government, in particularly in our healthcare system. You got this guy who kind of takes a liking to it, and forty percent of Republicans surveyed said they approve of some sort of government-run healthcare. And it was at I remember during twenty sixteen, I, I back then I only had a one hour broadcast from like late twenty fifteen into mid twenty eighteen. So for a two and a half year span, my broadcast was only two to three p.m. because we had a, uh, a vendor or I, um, excuse me, a show, a, a specific show that wanted to purchase the one o'clock hour. Well, I understand, you know, the station needs to generate revenue. And when they see an opportunity to get significant revenue for selling my one o'clock hour, I didn't have a problem with that. I said, fine, I'll do an hour every Sunday. You know, I, that that's no problem. And it got to the point where I just wanted to avoid talking about the presidential election. Cause I was again, so distraught and so befuddled that we're going to put forth this person as the Republican nominee, this very winnable presidential election. We're putting forth this guy? It it didn't make any sense to me. And as I've gotten further removed, I understand why Trump was the nominee. I still don't agree with the rationale for putting him in place. And I sure as hell don't agree with the rationale of putting him in place for 2024 either. And it's amazing how I I remember how I felt during 2016. And my, my God, this is the craziest, bizarre, most dumpster fire of an election cycle ever. And yet 2020 comes along, the 2020 presidential election cycle with the pandemic. And it's just like, my God, 2016 was beanbag compared to this. And now 2024 is fast approaching. And it's basically saying I would uh, request that you grasp hold of my uh, fermented and brewed beverage here. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's hashtag NARN show on Twitter. And don't forget the live stream of our Northern Alliance Radio Network broadcast is up on our Facebook page. Brad Carlson back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you. And without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's Pragertopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. 
you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial-free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pregatopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pregatopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager. Pregatopia Unlimited. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NARN Show. And don't forget to check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. And if you haven't liked or followed our Facebook page yet, why the heck not? Well, feel free to do that as well. Please do that. Give us uh, all the support that uh, we that you can muster. And again, uh, uh, that's kind of our one-stop shop to follow our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page as well as our NARN Twitter feed. Uh, a couple of uh, areas you could follow that is to kind of keep up on events that will occur in 2024. Because, again, presidential election year, uh, the 20th anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network in March, a lot going on in 2024. And, yeah, we are going to uh, be out on the ice again in Medicine Lake and Plymouth coming up. And another, uh, uh, what's that Super Bowl weekend? I guess that would be the second weekend, the second Saturday in February. Whatever that date is, we'll be out there. So, again, stay tuned for AM 1280, The Patriot for more information on all of these events coming up in 2024. It is going to be a busy broadcast year, but we'll be here to bring it to you. The good, the bad, and uh, undoubtedly the ugly that's going to occur. Hey, speaking of uh, the 2024 presidential election year, uh, have I already mentioned that I hate 2024 already? We're not even there yet. We're Like I mentioned, we're, we're uh, ten and a half hours away from the year 2024, and I already loathe that year. Uh, This is from Politico.com. Maine's top election official ejected former President Donald Trump from the state's ballot on Thursday, declaring him ineligible to serve as president because of his role 
in the January 6, 2021 attack on Congress. The ruling by Maine Secretary of State Shanna Bellows, a Democrat, is certain to inflame a roaring national debate over whether the Republican presidential frontrunner should be allowed to hold power again. The decision makes Maine the second state in two weeks to disqualify Trump's candidacy due to the constitutional bar on officeholders who supported or, quote, engaged in insurrection or rebellion, close quote. Last week, the Colorado Supreme Court barred Trump from the state's Republican primary ballot after a similar interpretation of the 14th Amendment. Bellow's decision on Thursday increases the pressure of the US, on the U.S. Supreme Court to step in and ultimately decide Trump's fate as the Colorado GOP petitioned the justices this week to do. And it should be noted that both of these decisions, Maine's decision and Colorado's decision, are both on temporary hold uh, while this is being adjudicated. So it's going to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. I mean, that was a fait accompli when Colorado announced its decision, what was that, a week and a half, two weeks ago? You know it's going to happen, and it will likely be overturned because you have a, the majority of the court is made up of originalist justices at the very minimum. And it's been very clear by some legal experts that the Colorado Supreme Court misinterpreted Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which deals specifically with uh, officeholders supporting or engaging in insurrection or rebellion. And again, there has been no conviction. It'd be one thing if Trump was convicted of that, but he hasn't even been convicted of it. And again, as much as you loathe Trump, he is an American citizen who is afforded the right of a presumption of innocence. I mean, this is very legal stuff that even I, again, can't emphasize enough, a non-legal beagle knows. But here's the difference. You had a case brought before the Colorado Supreme Court, and they ruled based on the 14th Amendment. Okay, it's what the judicial branch does. They take a case before them, they rule on it, and even the judicial branch uh, has a check. You know, most uh, federal judiciaries in the U.S. Supreme Court, you know, the the highest branch of uh, of our judicial system, of course, they and they also serve as a check on on executive overreach or legislation that may violate the Constitution. It's very basic stuff. So that's one thing. But in the state of Maine, you have a Secretary of State who, someone mentioned earlier that this is an unelected position in the state of Maine, the Secretary of State. Is that right? I didn't verify that, so I apologize. Uh, Because that would be even more... Uh, outrageous if this was just you know someone who was assigned like at the federal level the secretary of state is subject to is is nominated by the president and then uh goes through a confirmation hearing here in minnesota obviously we elect our secretary of state so i was not aware that the secretary of state in the state of maine is not elected is that right either way the point is is that you whether she's elected or not, she is a member of the executive branch. And here you have an, a member of the executive branch making a unilateral decision that a presidential candidate should be disallowed from the ballot because of her own interpretation of the 14th Amendment. There is no shot that that passes any kind 
of constitutional muster. No shot. So, I, as I've, I've said, I don't understand why some of these people are doing these things that are just very, at best, at best, legally dubious. Because as I've said, you know, you better, if you're going to put forth some sort of legal ruling to disqualify, you know, forget Trump, any candidate from running for president, you better make darn sure that that is an airtight legal argument. Because I can tell you right now, this is a political loser. You've got NBC News just in the past couple of days freaking out over the prospects of Donald Trump being elected in 2024 and Republicans taking back the U.S. Senate. I mean, flipping out. Because they, they, that, they're letting down the facade because they know this is a political loser. They absolutely know it is. And like I say, Trump is obviously very, very, very vulnerable because, well, not the least of which is dumpster fire of an administration that he served in for four years. But as I also talk about, Americans are realizing how cost of living is outrageous at this point, and they're just and whether you agree or disagree with the rationale, they're thinking back. It's like you know, as much as that guy was came off as a complete maniac, I didn't fret over going to the grocery store or purchasing basic household items or worrying about my utility bills skyrocketing or if I can afford afford to buy a used car, things like that. You know, again, you can agree or disagree with people's rationale for supporting Trump, but that's out there, whether you like it or not. And I will uh, see, I want to I want to um, read a quote from, again, Shanna Bellows, the secretary of state of Maine, who made this decision. I am mindful that no secretary of state has ever deprived a presidential candidate of ballot access based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. I am also mindful, however, that no presidential candidate has ever before engaged in insurrection. Now, again, no legal beagle here, but don't you actually have to be convicted in a court of law that's saying, yeah, you actively encouraged and participated or into... Or you know, not even participated, encouraged an insurrection. Doesn't have doesn't that have to be legally proven? I'm asking a serious question. I don't know. Because she's speaking like this is empirical fact. Like, yeah, he engaged in insurrection. And so therefore it's pretty clear that this is relevant to Section three of the Fourteenth Amendment, even though the originalist interpretation would take issue with that. And again, once that goes to the US Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, the majority of the court are originalists. So this is going to be interesting once it does go to the U.S. Supreme Court, because as I've said before, that if this is not a unanimous decision, this is going to give more fodder to the kook leftists who are calling for expansion of the court. They basically want to make it a shadow legislature, you know, because the court is making decisions that they don't like. That's really all it is. So they want to make it a shadow legislature. So therefore, they want to add more seats to the court, and they want to, uh, call, and, and they're going to increase the calls for Clarence Thomas to recuse himself. And if he doesn't recuse himself, 
calls to impeach Clarence Thomas, which I often wonder aloud, why are these progs always attacking the black guy in the court? What's up with that? You know? Because they're already calling for Clarence Thomas to recuse himself from this case. But if this case is unanimously shot down, or if this goes to the Supreme Court and the court rules nine to nothing, uh, yeah, sorry, Colorado Supreme Court. Sorry, Secretary of State of Maine. You can't remove, uh, you're, you're misinterpreting what uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment says. Yeah, this isn't going to fly. Then what do they do? You know, I, that, that'll be real interesting. But unfortunately, I don't have a lot of faith that uh, people like Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan are reasonable people in this Katanji Brown-Jackson. I mean, some of the decisions, some of the uh, dissenting opinions that she's had just make your head scratch. So uh, it's it's likely going to be a 6-3 to three opinion or 5-4 or to because, you know, Justice Roberts kind of, you know, is kind of, you just don't know which way he, he's going to go with this. So, yeah, if if this is not shot down unanimously, the the prediction is utterly predictable or that's kind of a um from the, the from the Department of Redundancy Department. Uh the reaction is utterly predictable of the left. They're it's going to be calling to expand the Supreme Court to impeach Clarence Thomas. You, you can see I almost feel like they want this to be shot down by the Supreme Court because because they can use that as fodder. And it's it's just complete maniacal thinking. But this is the era we live in. So, yeah, um, 2024, again, not even technically got started. But holy cow, are we knee deep in it already? One final segment coming up this hour with me, Brad Carlson, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, New Year's Eve edition, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show, or check out our Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Back in mere moments with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. Tired of aches and stiffness? Is your mattress worn out and sagging? Snooze Mattress Company in Bloomington has the solution. Dream mapping. Our state-of-the-art technology takes the guesswork out of choosing your mattress. Dream Mapping uses over 1,700 pressure sensors to unveil your snooze-topia. Don't ring in this year's pain to the next. Visit Snooze Mattress Company on France and Old Shakopee in Bloomington. If you don't snooze, you lose. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went... You're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult. 
but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Calling all patriots, join me in Alaska in June 2024 for the adventure of a lifetime. For more information or to book, call 855-565-5519 or visit patriotsalaskacruise.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. It's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Give us a like or a follow there if you haven't already. We've got the live stream of the broadcast up and running at our NARN Facebook page. So check us out there. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. So uh, the Christmas time, there's a lot of travelers. Uh, these uh, I don't I don't envy people who work for airlines, you know, the desk workers, whatnot, luggage workers, TSA. I, TSA technically doesn't work for the airlines, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, it, travelers typically aren't in a great mood when they're in a rush and there's crowds of people and everything. So I, I try to keep that in mind when I am traveling. So uh, with that in mind, this is cut number one. So a trans actress actor, influencer, I guess trans influencer, uh, Tommy Dorfman. Uh, Tommy Dorfman is a trans woman, so I don't know if Tommy was the name this person was born with because it's spelled the way a male would spell its name, but this person is insisting that they're a woman, whatever, uh, apparently decided to film a Delta airline clerk who was behind the desk and took issue that one of the clerks misgendered this person twice and a colleague of this clerk stepped in to uh, address, I guess this would be Miss Dorfman. Yeah, because identifying as a woman. Want to be consistent here. Don't want to be accused of misgendering anybody. So, Spencer, we got this. Uh, I'll play this exchange, about a 30-second exchange. This is cat number one. What about when an adult employee misgenders you I'm intentionally? So while, while, she's talk, while he's talking, you're talking. You just misgendered me again. Okay. Multiple times. Gotcha. Both of you have. Wasn't intentional, but if you yeah. want to take it personal, that's it also. Well, okay. she did do it intentionally twice. Okay, so you're talking to me too. You said she, and then you said he. 
you're being condescending. And if you want to continue, Ooh. I have full authority escort you out the building right this moment if you want to play that game with me. Okay. Would you like to continue three days before Christmas? I really don't mind. I'm good. I'll just put this on. Okay. So uh, Ms. Dorfman then put the phone down, and I guess the caption on the video said, well, I didn't realize it was condescending to flag a human rights violation after another employee misgendered me incessantly. I got a serious question. Uh, if you're a trans person, and do you get your, can you get your gender changed on your driver's license? Like this Tommy Dorfman was a biological male, born a male, now wants to identify as a female, which whatever. Do they go ahead and get their gender changed on their driver's license? The reason I ask is because this clerk probably saw Tommy Dorfman, Thomas Dorfman, whatever, male name. And if it still had their biological gender on there, male, okay, simple mistake. But this is the narcissism behind some of these people. And again, I'm not going to. I'm I'm not going to paint all trans people with a broad brush. I know some personally and have zero interest in having anybody conform to their preferences. They just want to live the way they live. You know, just I think it's a general rule. Just don't be a jerk. But and this goes both ways. Right. But people like this are some of the most they, they look to be offended because they can blast it out there in TikTok, and this person is an influencer, so they probably already have thousands of followers, and they blast it out there, and, and it's like a, it's like crack to them. It's like an adrenaline rush when you get all this sympathy to your cause and people coming to, to stand up for you and, uh, uh, because you're, you're being misgendered. And, and this is the part that, that really bothers me about this whole movement, calling it a human rights violation. Because you have some of these some of these radical trans activists basically want to make that a First Amendment violation to call you by the wrong gender. They Some do, actually do. And that's why people like me push back. It's like you are not going to undermine my First Amendment rights because you want people to affirm your behavior. Not happening. Like I say, if you want to dress up, as a, di- as a different gender, if you're a man, want to dress up as a woman, identify as a woman, I don't really care. You want to change your name to a woman's name, I don't really care. If I ever met Caitlyn Jenner, wouldn't call her Bruce. You know, even though I remember Caitlyn Jenner as Bruce. I remember when Bruce Jenner won the decathlon way back when, okay? But if I saw this person today, I'd call them Caitlyn. I don't care. But if you're going to try to change the law to say that it's some sort of violation human rights violation, some sort of First Amendment violation that I call you a dude when you want to be a woman, or you identify as a woman, that's where we're going to have problems. And again, it's not like these clerks were going out of their way to be insulting to this person. This, obviously, this Tommy Dorfman was very insulted by this. But woman, may, you could hear the woman in the background apologizing, twice apologizing. And then... The gentleman behind said she and then quickly or he and then quickly correct himself. She, well, you just misgendered me again. Yeah, right. I know that. I, I corrected it because I'm sorry. This isn't normal. You're acting like this is some normal everyday thing that people should automatically be programmed to refer to you as a she, even though you were born a male and have a dude's name, Tommy, spelled T-O-M-M-Y. Now, there are women who spell their, well, Tommy Laren, conservative, uh, spokesperson 
conservative personality, I should say. Spells her name T-O-M-I. But T-O-M-M-Y, I see that. I think I think a guy 100% of the time. Sorry. So, but I so this is this is why uh, this is the straw man that these people, you know, put forth. They say, well, you know, conservatives they want to they want to eradicate the trans community. No, we want to be able to enjoy our First Amendment rights. And I'm sorry if you identify as a woman and we call you a man, that shouldn't be a First Amendment right. Can it be considered cruel or? You know, maybe obnoxious if it's very clear someone wants to identify as a woman. Fine, we'll have that argument, right? I'll I'll be totally respectful. Again, I know trans people, and I I will never misgender them. I'm respectful of that. But again, we're going to have a problem if you're starting to call this human rights violations and are wanting to change constitutional law to say that misgendering someone is a First Amendment violation. Because again, you're going to have a fight on your hands. 100% 100% of the time, at least you should, because that's not how that should be. So uh, I don't know how many of these incidents occur, but when they do occur, and because of TikTok and the uh, virus that that is, uh, it gets all out there. It's it's no wonder they call these videos viral, maybe not in the way they intend. So, folks, hour number one of this is in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, AM 128 of the Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, New Year's Eve edition of the broadcast. Go nowhere. Closing time Turn all of the lights on Over every boy and every girl We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older But it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try relief factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain, lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pain, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel-better or your money-back guarantee. That number, 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., Right here on 1280, The Patriot. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. 
So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-719-5601. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? Oneplace.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at oneplace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit oneplace.com today. AM 1280, The Patriot.